Welcome to The Manual, a deep dive on the reverse side of one's beliefs and value systems, focusing on what you think versus what you thought. And now, here's your host, Cleve Wason. Welcome to The Manual. This is your host, Cleve Wason, uh, brought to you by the Maddie Ice Media Network, where you can enjoy other podcasts such as Political Football, Bro, it's a podcast, and of course, The Manual. Tonight, I got a special guest that uh, I've been waiting to get on for a while. Um, he's actually like family to me. And I uh, I really admire what this guy's been doing over the last few years that I've known him. Um, very, very entrepreneur. Uh, doesn't have a boss. I love that about him. And I'm going to have uh, a nice little chat with him tonight. So, uh, James, welcome to the manual. They, what they call you, Home Depot? What's that about? Um, yeah, it's a name <clears throat> that I've garnered. Uh from a, a, another friend of mine um because unfortunately i was always working and always in construction always doing stuff with my dad and, and uh i'm you know i'm always in home depot and uh you know some say that i look like the uh character homer from home depot <laughs> that, so, that's you know, crazy people always try to play jokes but unfortunately as uh time has grown um you know it's actually fitting now for what i am and you know who i am today wow interesting so let me ask you do you have um any home depot stock since you buy a lot from them um no 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 i don't really? honestly i don't believe in um stocks um i think um stocks are a bad vehicle for investment for people um i think anything that can easily be manipulated by uh fear um by anticipation or even you know like uh anything that could be truly manipulated um it's not something that i I subscribe to as an investor um most people do um but that the reason why they do that is because they they're lazy investors they really um looking they they really don't want to be too um deep into what they're investing in and that's why they're they're kind of like passively investors you know like i'm a real investor and i've always wow. kind of had this uh this thought process even before i even knew what the hell i was doing wow that's interesting that you say that because um I've I've had a lot of friends in the um that come from the stock world uh, over my career, and uh, one of the things that I was always told, at least from one of my good friends, is that um, how you manipulate it is buying and and paying yourself basically. Like let's say uh, Colgate toothpaste or palm olive or um you know Dove soap, things that you normally would use, you you invest in those things because you buy them all the time. Like you look into your kitchen cabinet under your um, uh, bathroom sink whatever those items are that you purchase on the regular that you would always you know recycle technically air quotes uh and and pay yourself back so it's interesting that you say that uh, i know that you are in the um investing in your self business and i wanted to talk about a little bit about that about your your background then we can get into what you want to talk about tonight on the manual okay great if uh let it rip ask away all right so Obviously, we, we said we stated that you don't invest in stocks. You don't think it's a vehicle that is that is um, something that is something that you would get into. But as far as what would someone invest in or what do you invest in? Um, I'm a strong believer in investing in things that you can physically touch. Um, I invest in real estate. I've always believed in real estate. And uh, um, I think that's the best vehicle. And, you know, I've always been proven right over the years. Um, you know, it's not too many places that you can park your money and watch it grow, whether you are know whether you know what you're doing or whether you don't. If you're in it long enough, you will see a gain. You will mm -hmm. see a profit. 
And uh, that's what I love about real estate. There's so many ways to get in. There's so many exit strategies. And as many as as many a strategy as I know now, there are tons more that I just don't know about yet because I haven't ventured. Um, but I love real estate. And uh, how I originally got started um, or how I got the real estate bug, um, I was like 16 years old. Um, my sister was dating this uh, this guy and I guess his aunt worked as a property manager or for this big time developer in New Jersey. And it was like Christmas time. And uh, we were kind of tasked with handing out apple cider bottles to all his tenants. And I'm talking about, you know, we got there like damn near eight in the morning and, you know, 10 o'clock at night, we're still delivering all these apple cider uh, bottles. And I just remember, you know, asking myself like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, I remember at the end of the day when everyone had to get paid, I don't even remember if I got paid or not. You know what I mean? That's a whole thing I had to ask my sister, but um, <laughs> uh, I just remember this old white guy um, coming out of this, uh, this old Mercedes Benz. You know, this is back when like, you know, the Mercedes Benz had the little square headlights, you know? I oh, think ran it on diesel. They ran on yeah, diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the funny thing is, um, I just remember him getting out of this car and slamming the door and all the rust that was falling off the car, you know, it compelled me to just walk up to him and say, hey, you know, his, I think his name was Mr. Rothschild, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked him, I said, listen, I've been delivering apple cider for damn near 12 hours. Mind you, I'm 16 years old at this time. I said, I've been delivering apple cider for 12 hours. These are all your tenants. They pay you. Why are you coming out of this crappy ass car? And I remember him looking at me and saying, what's your name, kid? And uh, I told him my name was James. And he said, well, kid, let me just explain to you. You always want to invest your money in things that appreciate value. And I didn't understand when he said it, because obviously, you know, it kind of went over my head. But the funny way, the long story short of it was that he basically told me that you always want to invest in real estate when you invest in cars that's not really they're not that's not a, a thing of value you know when you drive it off the lot it loses value and then then he looked at me he said plus this is the work car and he mentioned that he just had two mercedes-benz flown in from germany which had to be changed the steering wheel had to be changed and he said he owns a plane so he was basically kind of slapped me over the head like you know don't ask dumb questions for real <laughs> Yeah, that's you know? that, that's what I would gather from that. That's that's insane. Um, you said in the onset that, <clears throat> excuse me, you said in the onset that uh, about stocks that you felt like it's manipulated by fear. Don't. So I'm also in real estate, but I'm on the other side of it. I I used to be in sales way back way back in the day in, in my ice ages, and then I'm you know obviously I'm in I'm on the other side now property management. But you said that it's manipulated by fear. At least stocks are. Don't you think? Real, that real estate is as well or can be as well um no the reason why i say no to your question is because case in point right now we have speculation of a recession until until the quarter numbers came in where we were at a loss um for two because you know technical um uh, term for a recession is two straight quarters of uh, of decline mm -hmm. so even before those that data could be confirmed, stocks had already 
took a tank. Okay. So before we even had real hard numbers to kind of validate that a recession was taking place, um, stocks just went into the tank. And I remember, um, you know, even being a young guy, so, you know, working in, 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 in corporate in corporations, um, back then, I remember um, during like, uh, it's like early 2000 and uh, maybe 2007 or 2008, um, when the other crash had taken place, I just remembered going to a retirement party for a coworker of mine. That was the Friday. And on that Monday, he came back into work. Everyone was asking, oh, shit. everyone said, yo, what happened? He said, I just took a bloodbath as a result of this crash. All his wow. 401k was lost and uh, he was forced to come back to work. Wow. So, so I saw things, you know, growing up that I really paid attention to. And I said, you know, if I if I had the opportunity um, to buy a home, I'm going to do that. And when I had the, my first opportunity to buy um, a fourplex, I did that. I was about like 26 years, years old when I, when I bought my four, first um, four, fourplex. Okay. And um, yeah, you know, real estate is a vehicle that, you know, it always just goes up in value. And even if it dips, even if it does lose value, which it can, if you're smart enough and you one of your exit strategies is cash flow, rents are always going to be a vehicle to get your, you know, your bills paid. You know, you want someone else paying for your life. And, uh, and, I, and I truly believe now that I've experienced it, um, you know, this is the way, and this is the way for most people like us um, to get out of this uh, poverty mindset that we've been we've been um, taught all our lives. Um, we don't really we don't really take the time to educate ourselves because we don't put ourselves in these adverse conditions that force us um, to become better versions of ourselves. Um, and um, I just believe that you know, once you start to get the financial education that's required. Um, you can really, really, um, you know, change your outlook on life and change how um, you invest. Because I think a lot of people just rely on stocks because it's um, it's it's simple, it's easy, you know. But half the people who invest in those stocks, they don't know the real mechanics behind those particular companies that they're investing in. And I, 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 I just uh, there's a couple books, obviously, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad is like the holy grail, um, but. Uh, you if you don't have control you're not in control true and uh and if you really want to be a true um entrepreneur slash boss you have to be in control and i don't think stocks allow you to be in control of how things are are, are going at that company just because you own a stock at pepsi you can't get on the board of directors and make and make uh distribution changes you know like you know when i invest in real estate i control the asset i control the deal and when um, things are, things need to be changed, whether it's um, um, how expenses are run, I can make those changes. I can impact, um, actually right now, one of my deals, um, I just refinanced and uh, my insurance came up too high. So I'm fighting right now, trying to find other providers um, to lower my, to lower my, my, uh, my monthly um, rate so I can allow more cash flow to flourish. So I have that control. Um, most people, right now who you know they have this uh most people do are not in control mm. that's a great um a great way to kind of put things into perspective for a lot of people 
um, that want to do business because again, I think one of the things that I've come across, at least in, in, in my travels, is that um, when the work when the work has to be done, people ain't really you know ready to grind for it because they they feel like oh I gotta do all of that I gotta provide this I gotta research that I gotta talk to this person I gotta talk to that person and you know it is it is something that if you're if you're staking your life on it you gotta you gotta put you know some blood into it you you gotta put some some time into it, it it's you can't be halfway in halfway out you know it is something that is um an investment it's, it's an asset that you have to cultivate you have to you know put it into practice and 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 constantly evolve with the with the times i mean I've, I've had people come to me for advice about stuff you know when they have an asset and i'm like well have you considered you know as far as the marketing aspect have you considered this have you considered that did you do this in the past have you are you willing to do this and anything is trying to control cost but in trying to control cost they're missing on, on a lot of other things and they haven't realized that they haven't gotten the financial education or some of the things, the tools and resources that they really need. You know, they, they jump in and bite. Oh, I want a big property. Well, you know, before you get a building, start with a couple of fourplexes or duplexes or single families and see how that goes for you before you jump into some of the big things, because uh, the losses are catastrophic, man. I've seen people take like you eloquently said a bloodbath because they just felt oh i have to i have the money i can go into this thing and flip it and, and do whatever and i'm like there's a lot of other moving parts man you just can't do that and it, it is a is a plan it has to be a two three year plan in most cases that you're ready to to hold this thing or if you want to do it do an immediate flip um we talk a lot offline you and i and when we talk those conversations are very meaningful to me um because we we're able to have a laugh, but we we keep it business and we keep it pushing. Um, so I really value the things that we have because I don't, I don't have that many relationships that I can have those conversations with somebody who's actually has some skin in the game, who actually is in, on the front line, in the trenches, forging their own future and putting, you know, their uh, their legacy on the line. So I do appreciate, you know, you for that. And, and I thank you for being open to discuss that stuff with us so tonight obviously this is the manual um the content is driven by my guests so i want to get into something that you want to talk about tonight the floor is yours my friend um it goes let's start basically with what you said first you know um skin in the game um i think that is a term that most people truly do not understand and that's why their success is not driven because they really don't have any true skin in the game. Um, when you have skin in the game, you know, you're liable, you know, you're responsible. And uh, sometimes the skin in the game that you put forth um, is more than just, you know, your sweat equity. Sometimes it's your damn near, it's your livelihood. Yeah. You know, like when I went, when I first, um, you know, when I started, um, you know, people told me I couldn't, um, I couldn't flip in New York, you know, I couldn't buy property. Yo, it's a Jewish game. You're not going to have that. You know, at that time I was making good money, um, back at, back working for the company I used to work for. And, uh, you know, they were like, you know, you got a good job. Stay over there. What you trying to, what are you trying to work all hard for? And, uh, the funny thing is that, uh, that really just drove me to do it. And if you have confidence in yourself, if you truly believe that you can achieve something and do something, especially by taking action, 
you can't let anyone tell you whether or not you should or you should not. You got to do it on your own. And if you fail, you fail. You know, there's, there's, there's many positive things about failing. But the major thing is when you have skin in the game, it will drive you. And sometimes your skin in the game doesn't necessarily even have to be a monetary aspect. You know, your skin in your game, a lot of times my skin in the game was my word that I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to prove to people that I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people, you know, I had a lot of people coming up along the way that just believed in me and knew that I was meant for great things. And I didn't want to let those people down. And, uh, you know, I kind of, um, I know that with success comes a lot of pitfalls and, uh, people always talk about, you know, there is a a balance, um, of uh, a work life balance. And, uh, I don't think people who make statements like that have never really have never been through true success. Um, because there's no such thing as a work life balance. You know, you're going to make decisions that go, that are going to have consequences in your life. Um, and it's determined to you whether or not your goals and your want to is greater than the other things that are truly distractions and stopping you from getting over the hump. Um, I've been through so many pitfalls in my life. You know, you know, we have conversations, mm-hmm. uh, but I really just use those instances as fuel to get to the other side. You know, like, you know, as we speak right now, I'm very close to getting back everything that I had lost. And a lot of times pe- people can't speak from that point because they don't, they, they never put themselves out there to lose it all. And I just remember a lot of times, uh, I think I probably, we probably, I said this the other day, like, there was a certain somebody always to tell me that I wasn't shit without my money. Mm. And I remember, I always remembered that. And, you know, because people who you, who you regard as loved ones, you, you know, you, you money bank those words, you know, up oh, that goes in the bank, that goes in the bank. But out of, but in, but in the grand scheme of things, that was that person's shortcoming of themselves, not believing in themselves. Um, because I can tell you right now, you know what I mean? I've lost all my money. And I've mm-hmm. gotten it back. Mm-hmm. So I realized that it was never to do with anything in regards to the money. It was about my belief system and myself and my mindset to get through every adverse challenge that comes my way. You know, I consider myself an entrepreneur, but I consider myself a problem solver first because a great entrepreneur or an entrepreneur who gets success is always solving problems. You know, when the problems come, it's how you handle it. Are you going to back away or are you going to be able to handle these things when they come your way? And a lot of people, um, you know, they say they want success. They just don't. You know, what they really want is just, uh, you know, quick admiration. They want microwave success. You know, Um, I never, you know, movie popcorn and and microwave popcorn is two different damn things. You know what I'm saying? Facts. That's facts, bro. That's facts. I come across, and I think you and I probably talked about this a couple times more than not, uh, more often than not. Um, I come across entrepreneurs and non-entrepreneurs. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? You know, 
y'all you know are you in business are you not in business um you know, are you in business yeah are you in business part-time yeah entrepreneurs i i, I come across cats that that want to do something but they haven't they haven't laid the foundation they haven't taken the first step they haven't um you know first set up a a company you know set up an llc you know set up an s corp or something to, to put themselves in business it's just it's just kind of weird sometimes to me and you said something about you know when things kind of get you know when you're in the mix basically um i i reference a lot on these on, on these episodes about my dad showing me something one time with a hot a hot pot of a hot pot of water excuse me can't speak tonight where he took a potato and an egg and he put it into a hot a boiling um, pot of hot water and we waited we talked about something we waited till those two things cooked and then he took the egg out took the potato out and said, hey man your problem is um it is right here and i'm like what what are you talking about and he he cut open the egg while well, he peeled it cut it open and then he cut open the potato he said the potato went in hard the, the egg went in you know the way it went in and same pot of hot water but it's how it how it came out so when you get into hot water you're gonna be an egg or a potato it's, it's up to you how you handle this and i always remember stuff like that wow. because he was always teaching me you know what i'm saying like it's the same hot water it, it, it it's not a different type of hot water it's the same hot water to yeah, i'm using place it there. letting you know i'm using it yeah <laughs> yeah go ahead feel free brother <laughs> but it's you know a lot of people like and and fear man fear is something like you said you've lost you know um and and i, I totally believe that like because i've been in that situation where I've, I've lost big because i bet big but again if something was easy then everybody would be doing it right correct you know what i'm saying so i i take that leap of faith because i'm like you know what <laughs> sometimes there's no sequel sometimes there's no remix right but i have to I, but i have to reinvent myself at some point and i can't i can't talk business to, to, uh, to someone if i haven't done it myself i can't tell somebody like if you go to west point there's a lot of brilliant minds coming out you know they learn battlefield tactics they learn all but the cat that never goes to war can't tell the cat that's been in a war anything because hey you read about it i've been about it you know what i'm saying so i always kind of see that as as something where i'm taking the advice of somebody who's doing it and who's taking losses because if you're telling me all the flowery shit about oh it's like the, i'm like well tell me about the losses too like tell me about the pitfalls tell me about the nights when you're like damn this deal might die tomorrow and if this deal dies it's gonna set me back six months it's gonna set me back a year because i've been pouring a lot into this uh, situation so you know it's great when things are all great but i want to hear about hey man you know what i had to pivot i had to you know make a side step i had to recalculate reassess and and, and kind of get back into the mix so um great uh great way to kind of put that skin in the game because i actually wrote that down what you were saying about how uh people don't understand what that really is it sounds good but when you have to put it into practice it's something totally different yeah you know i remember um i just remember you know one of my worst deals i remember that morning um you know when you come to the realization that you lost a boatload of money mm -hmm. and you're like you're done you're like you're you're you're, you're toast and I remember, like, you know, I was at this girl's crib, and you know, you know, you know, that's a whole other story. But I was over <laughs> there, and uh, I remember just waking up in her bed, and I'm just like, I just got to get up. I can't, I can't sit here and be down. Nobody feels sorry for me. No one gives a fuck about me. Mm -hmm. I talk mad shit, so I now I got to back it up, and I, I got, I, I can't stay here. 
and just take this L and poo poo myself. Cause trust me, I thought about it. I was, you know, I was beside myself. Like I'm literally looking at myself next to myself. How many racks you talking, man? You got just give me a ballpark. You ain't got to get a whole number, but just give me a it's, ballpark. It's north of a hundred. Whoo! Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a bloodbath, man. That's a yeah. that's a like what? Yeah, yeah. So, and I remember just getting up and I was like, okay, what do you do best? I can sell myself. I can devise plans and and put those plans in front of people and show people that we can, you know, team up and persevere. So I started taking that approach. Um, that morning, I went and I went out and found three deals. You know, obviously, it, it takes a solid team around you, and that's a whole nother conversation we need to have. Mm -hmm. um, but I got up and I found three deals, and I got back off my foot, and I got on my road back to recovery. And I'm telling you, it was rough. It was crazy. There were times when I, I was like, like I didn't have nothing, but I kept fighting. You know, I have two beautiful kids, and you know, they give me. A sense of resiliency that kind of pushed me as well mm -hmm. but uh i just kept fighting and there is something about the fight when you know you're in it um you're even though sometimes you may be losing in my mind i was still winning mm -hmm. you know i felt like if i just continue i will get to the other side if i just continue and i've had hic hiccups even thereafter not like that but mm -hmm. There were there were good hits and then there were some hits that didn't hit well some hits that just broke even um but i knew that in my mind um when i was out there flipping and when i was out there doing what i was doing i never lost you know i was merely down because i had bad partners yeah you know and that's a different you know it's a whole different topic but yeah you know at the end of the day i knew that if i just get up and do what i've always done best um I'll make it to the other side. And I have. Mm -hmm. You, you know? remember that story I shared with you? You always laugh at me because we kind of mention it sometimes. Pork and beans? Correct. All right. So the grand scheme of the pork and beans thing is it, it reflected a time in my life when I took a loss. Right? So I'm on top of the world doing real estate, making money. And I took, took a loss. Right? Around the neighborhood of probably around 30 to 40 G's. Right. So not as not as as much as you were just talking about, which mm -hmm. I would have probably had a, a meltdown, but it was enough because it altered my lifestyle. And I was seeing this young lady at the time and, you know, she invited me for dinner, went over there. You know, she knew I was down as far as life, you know, life, how, how shit was going. And yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, yo, so so, ahead, all right, so, sorry, so, so no one's ever heard this story other than other than james right so I'm, I'm i'm bearing my soul i'm putting it out in the manual of what happened so um got over there you know we relaxed watch a little tv think like a little movie or something like that and then she says you you know are you hungry are you ready to eat and i'm like yeah so i go in the bathroom to wash up you know because i'm i'm thinking you know it's gonna be good i come out and it's literally pork and beans hot dogs or franks and fucking brown <laughs> brown beans right in a bowl that was out of a can out of the microwave so i'm like she didn't even cook it on the stove it was i'm like damn like here we go we were eating in really nice spots but now she know i'm down it's a way to kick me and it was motivation because i was like wow like, like this is this is where the level of disrespect comes in where like oh i'm gonna eat that 
right? And again, no offense to anyone who has to eat pork and beans for a living or for life or whatever. But I was like, man, I'm just like, I wasn't that dude. And I'm like, that's how you see me now, you know? Still got the whip outside that I'm paying for. I'm still trying to keep that lifestyle going. But I'm like, you know, I'm down. But this is like actually fuel, like you said. This is motivation for me to kind of like step it up. And I'm like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I think I'm gonna take off. And and that was the end of that. I, I literally left the like, you know, left the the situation at hand. And I'm like, man, like you know, when you down and people want to see you down, whether they, they happy or not, expressing it outwardly, like she wanted to see me down. And that was a way to kick me to say, well, you ain't shit without your money. I'm gonna give you some pork and beans. And I'm like, damn, bro, this is this is where I'm at. I had to like look at myself driving home. Like I got offered pork and beans out of a can, out of the microwave, bro. Not even out of a pot, like damn. So, you know, you live and you learn. And, and I realized that, um, you know, having a good team around you is good, but a good support system, you know, something to drive you. I tell people this, right? In my wallet, I still carry a wallet. I have a check made out to a million dollars to myself, right? And I've been carrying this check now for probably like five years. And it's the realization that one day I'm going to cash this check to myself, you know, my first million. And it's kind of like people, oh, that's corny. I'm like, well, that's me. It's what I'm doing. So if you're not, if if that's not your mindset, then that's not your mindset. I, I can't, I, I can't force that on you. Some people like crumbs. Some people like bread. I like bread. So um, I have high aspirations for myself. I have high goals for myself. You know, you know what, what I do is not what you do. And it's simple as that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's correct. The biggest thing is, uh, man, that pork and beans is awesome. Yo, you, yeah, you always, every time, every time I bring it out, you laugh because you, because you know me and i know you and i'm like yo that yeah that was that was bad bro i was like wow you really just gave me some pork and beans bro like yeah the violation oh my god yes but um it you know it goes back to what you just said um when you was talking that it's just you um you have to come to a place when you when you're trying to achieve your goals where you accept who you are and either you can accept who you are and work on your flaws or you can accept who you are and just be um i don't consider myself the same person that i was five years ago so much things have changed mm -hmm. um but when you chasten your goals um the people who want to marginalize you um because of because they don't they don't remember and i say this to another friend of mine people by nature don't want to see you do bad they don't have a hating bone in their body but the the hatred comes from the fact that especially when you grow up with certain people you're around certain people you're always like a reflection of the people who you hang out with um and sometimes when people see you succeeding they are forced to look in that mirror and say to themselves, damn, I'm not doing that. I won't make the sacrifices that this guy is making. And now he's starting to bear fruit from that labor. And that's where the hatred shit comes in. And that's mm -hmm. the that's the frustrating part about it because um, most of those people are your friends, close friends, family. Oh, yeah. Dream killers. Those are yeah. the dream killers, the closest the people to you. And you know, you know, Oprah, Oprah's, you know, Oprah said it. She said, you know, 
you shouldn't be sharing your gallon-sized dreams with cup-sized people. Oh, that's dope. And uh, that's the that's the craziest part about it. But when you love your people, you talking about your goals and your aspirations, not because you're bragging. It's just because that's who you are, you know. But it comes across to a weak-minded person or a person who has no ambition as this person is bragging. This person is talking about himself. And I truly, my experience in life, I've gotten more from running my mouth than keeping my fucking shit quiet. Because if people don't know who you are and what you're doing, how are they supposed to think about you when there's a time of need? Mm. You know, and a lot of people don't understand that. You know, you need to really broadcast what your goals are. Put them in the air. Put them in the universe. No doubt. You know, you, know, you put it in the universe. It's like, you know, it's like when you when you want to buy this car, you know, you, you don't see the car. But as soon as you want it, you see that shit everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's facts. You know? And, and, and then you might not even want it. You're like, damn, I... And you know what? It's everywhere now. It's yeah. everywhere. It's everywhere. It's crazy. But it's about that, you know, that's and 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 it's unfortunate. Um anyone who like um, you know, anyone who's in your life that's a detriment to where you're trying to go, you have to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, there's some people who I absolutely love, and I had to turn a page on that book. Mm-hmm. You know. A lot of people who are your day one can't be a part of the week of your future. Like they can't be in your life. And there's no it's it's no qualms to them and it's no qualms to you. And you can't sometimes you feel bad about it because it's like, you know, you would love to continue to do the same shit that you used to do, but that ain't you now. Yeah. Your, your goals are different. Your targets are much better, much bigger. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, you know, some people, oh, you know, they'll tell you, oh, you think you better? Yes. I'm like, yes, I am better. Yeah. You know, I always, I always tell people when they say, I said, listen, if you were starting a basketball team, would you take Steve Kerr or would you take Michael Jordan? You're taking Mike Jordan because he's better. You know, you know, one man, all men are not, not equal. Unfortunately, that's just the way the world works. There's Kings, there's pawns, and there's other aspects of the chess table. Mm -hmm. And, uh. It's just, it's just that when you trying to get successful, you have to push yourself. Like I remember, and I still do it now some to some degree, seven days a week, 15 hours a day, some days not even getting paid for my action. You're doing more giving than you receiving. Mm-hmm. That's the process of, of an entrepreneur. That's the process of success. Success doesn't come from always expecting to put an hour and being recouped for that hour's worth of your time. You know, you have to put yourself out there where you're vulnerable, where you're at risk, you yeah. know? And that's yeah. what comes with it. But a lot of, a, a lot of us don't understand that these are the, these are the steps. There's no magic pill, there's no workaround. It's hard work. And eventually you align yourself with those people because they'll come into your life. Once yeah. you're starting to push, the people who who you need, God will put them in your life. He will make them appear. Like sometimes, like even last week, I'm looking for someone for uh, this new venture I'm trying to start. And I'm looking for someone to, to help me set up operations for this um, service company I'm starting. 
And uh, as I'm talking to this guy, you know, he's like, you know what? I do that. You know, I was going to, I was, I met the guy in Long Island and I wasn't supposed to be there. But I, instead of me taking this delivery, I went and got the, the materials myself. I went to rent a Penske truck and went over there. And um, I bumped into this guy. And, you know, again, always tell people what you're doing. Don't keep your mouth shut. I could have mm -hmm. easily got that material, got out of Dodge and went back about my business. But I, I truly believe that 90% of business is about fostering relationship. You know, um, people don't, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, I, I have a term for it called cha-cha, but you, you need to cha-cha with people because mm. when you're doing business, people are not doing business all the time based on numbers. They're doing business based on you. You know, they want to partner up with you. They like yeah. who you are, who, what you represent. And it, it, it's very important. Um, that you, you know, you tell, you speak about what you're doing and you foster relationships. It's so important. Yeah. You know? I mean, I have this, um, I have this unspoken theory that I've, that I've, I adhere to. It's a, it's a triangle square and a circle, right? So when I, when I meet people, they become part of the triangle because the triangle is three sides. It's, it's the gold that's me and you. The square is then we start to add other sides to what we're doing. Then the circle is when we complete what we're doing. So some people don't even make it to the triangle. Some people don't make it to the square. Some people definitely don't make it to the circle because it's just, it's not, it's not for everybody. You know how, um, you ever seen Wizard of Lies? It was no. the Bernie, it was the Bernie Madoff story that Robert De Niro played Bernie Madoff. Uh, it was oh, an HBO, wow. it was an HBO movie. You oh, probably wow. could find it, find it somewhere, but it's called The Wizard of Lies, right? And it's loosely, you know, it's, it's the Bernie Madoff story, but they took it from the end of it when he finally got caught up and you know everything fell apart it didn't go into the ponzi scheme which i wanted it to kind of go into like how they was able to do this or he was able to do this whatever but there was an interesting line in the movie where um how you would capture people where he was talking to somebody at a party you know so you and i are talking someone's in with an earshot and it's hey it's a deal going down i want in and I'm like, nah, you know, this is for James because James is, you know, he's a big fish in this game. So, you know, he's putting in 200 million and you're like, well, I want in. I'm like, well, you know, it's not really for you. You know, it's not really for you. And then the person is like, nah, man, I want in. I want in. So what? 200, 200. I put 300 in. And that's how you would draw people in because <laughs> the relationships that he had was based on the money follows the money. You know, when you're, when you when you down and out everything around you that is down and out the people around you are, are are down and out but when you start to come up that changes you start to see people like you you start to see people in a new light You're like wow this you know my circle is different it's tighter now i have people that i can rely on and things of that nature not and not and like you said i think you said it really perfectly a lot of people that you really care for you like you know what man we could just keep it casual and that's it but when i come down to intimate business stuff we're not on that level together because i just don't see us that that way and it's okay it's okay that we're not that way you know not everything has to be for everybody you know everyone wants to walk through a room that says private on the door that's my thought like you there's clubs there's exclusivity to everything that you do right and in your life you should have doors where hey man 
doing something back there that you're not like you're not privy to not because i don't like you it's just that you're not privy to that and you're bringing in toxic energy that's gonna mess that up so i can't put you in there and you know no disrespect but i just can't put you in there and it's fine and if someone has a door for me not to enter i could respect that i'm like you know what yeah we're we not on that level i'm not in your circle like that so i'm not gonna be a part of that you know you know how many people i come across that want to get in on deals and i'm like nah i can't because what you show me you don't have the acumen for you know what i'm saying um what i tried to show you you don't want to really learn that so you're just going to be putting your money in and then if your money is in it it's scared money and scared money on the streets don't make money you know what i'm saying right. if, if your money is scared don't put your money in with me because we could take a loss <laughs> and if we take a loss like you said if you lose 30 or 100 i don't want you looking at me like man that's my that was skippy's uh you know college fund all right well you hedged it man it's it's you didn't do the work on it you hedged it if, if that was more important to you you probably shouldn't have put that that kind of stake in in the game it's crazy man yeah and uh you know that, that scared money that's i just wrote that down um you know i got caught up with that because i involved i got involved with a lot of people who were had scary money scared money mm -hmm. and I realize now that as an investor and as a person who does a lot of partnerships, um, you have to put things in place and, and just really be candid and say, hey, there is a possibility that shit could go left. You know, like there's no guarantees. And if something does go bad, you know, we take the loss together. Yeah. Um, because, uh, that's just something that you really need to stress when you're doing deals and things out there. But but focus on the topic of scared money. It's absolutely right. Because when people who are, my dad says it all the time, penny wise and pound foolish, and mm -hmm. um, you shouldn't do business with them. If you're not a risk taker, um, and let me not say that to some degree because it kind of works sometimes too, because if you're not a risk taker, but you know you're a good saver, um, you can partner up with someone who takes risk, but try to find a way to have control with that risk, you know? But, uh, if the person has that energy of, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, you do, you know, you know, oh, I don't, nah, I don't yeah, don't do uh, it. Don't uh, do it. Don't because do what it. ends up happening is that, you know, I remember on my first deal, I had this friend. Um, that, you know, we were very excited about real estate and, you know, I used to sit at this house and every fucking night talking about real estate and let's do this. We watch videos and like fucking, you know, like, mm -hmm. like, like, like really gun ho And I remember, um, so I went out there, I had found this deal on um, my first deal that I did. And I came to him, I said, yo, bro, I found this deal. I'm ready. And, uh, you know, he had to put his name to sign up. I had to put my name like, you know, you know, we we're partners. So I said, mm -hmm. you know, I got to sign my name. You're going to sign your name. And when it push came to shoves up, oh, oh, you know, but this is going to go wrong. And, you know, we're, we're not doing it the right way. And, I, and I'm like, I said, we've never done a deal before. What's the fucking right way? You know, like you what's know, the answer? You do it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just remember at that point in time, you know, losing respect for this person because there's so many people out there who are what they call fake teachers. There's so many fake teachers and fake and just fake individuals. They say something and, but then when push comes to shove, you know, 
they don't do it. People are more, people are, see, and this is the crazy shit about people. People are more adverse to take a risk of having a child than taking a risk on putting an investment that would advance their future. We're not realizing Facts. that when you have that child, you know, Facts. You, you could be creating a dud. You know, facts. Fa yeah, no, bro. Facts. You know what's crazy? <clears throat> you know what's crazy? So I always talk about scared money, and then I talk about people that go to casinos. They money not scared. They <laughs> they jumping at a, at a at a card table or roulette table or or a slot machine, and they not scared. They like I'm gonna spend it. I'm gonna go back to the ATM get more money. Oh. I'm gonna hit you up for more money. Hey James, y'all, I'm taking I'm, I'm I'm taking a bath. Can you give me you know a rack? You're like, bruh. If this was business, you know, it's the same thing. But a lot of people look, you know, like you said, like if your money's coming to me or coming to a deal where you like you have a lot of a lot of reservations, man. I'm like, you know what? It's probably not wise for you to put your money in because your money gonna get that energy in, into into the deal where you waiting for something to go bad. And when something yeah. go bad, like oh shit, like what do we do? And I'm like, listen. You know what? We kind of figured this would, you know, what happened. We take a calculated risk, and we're gonna see see how we reassess. But if you complaining to me all the time, yo, James, what's going on with the money, man? I really need that for. The I'm like, bro, then you should have never put it in. Should never yes. put it in because yes. now, now, like I'm I'm worrying about you know every minute to make you comfortable. No, man. Yeah. If, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, man. Of course, everybody would be doing it. And that's the that's the best part, like. I had a case like that recently where, you know, I took some, um, I had some bread, you know, with a, a partner of mine and, uh, you know, like halfway in, he's like, yo, you know, I, I need the money. And I was like, well, it, it's in the deal. It's tied up. Yeah. It's, it's tied up. up. He's like, well, I need it. And I was like, I, it's, it's, I said, I'm not stopping what we are doing. Like I said, my man, you can't be half pregnant right now. The baby's coming, bro. Like yeah, can't put it. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Like yo, yeah, like, we God. yeah we on yeah we on go right now. We're on go. <laughs> yeah, I you know there's nothing there's this train this you ain't stopping the train, and uh, it's true though. Many people, you know they how they how they, how they say it? like the old the old guy said you know putting your money where your mouth is. A lot of people, a lot of people, man, just they're not they're not afraid to pay fucking seven hundred dollars for a fucking car payment. They're not afraid. To fucking spend, um, you know, a, a, a two hundred dollars on a shirt, seventy, eighty dollars, one hundred five dollars on on a pair of jeans, or six hundred dollars on a pair of Yeezys. They're not afraid of that. But taking your money and investing it with the with the ability to make it grow, they're terrified. And it's and I tell you, it's uh, it's the poison that we've gotten over the years. You know, um, by you know, just a lot of things that. Are put in front of our faces and again the fake teachers because people don't know you know everyone pretends like they know people don't know there's so many fake teachers out there facts and they, you bring up a good point about how many things we go into with no information you know like we just came out of the well obviously we're not out of it i guess the pandemic is still the pandemic but it's not what it was i don't know what to even call it now but we got things where people were like, I'm not getting the vaccine, but I'm like, but you got takeout last night and you trust takeout. <laughs> like, what you talking about? like you, you talking about takeout that you ain't even been, been to that restaurant, but you going, yo, they're going to make my, and then you have a DoorDash dude deliver you, you know, like, come on, man. What are, you, what are we talking about? I know. What are you talking about? You yeah, know, yeah. 
I, those, but are, again, those, those are the best people. Oh, you know, I know my rights and I, I don't want, I don't know what that's going in my body, but yet they smoking 10 packs of cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, gotta love it, man. You gotta, lo- gotta yeah, love, gotta love that shit. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, yeah. so, so, so let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Is there a is there a dream deal out there for you? Like something that you like you're building up to take on, or you would want to take your title shot in life against a deal? Um, now there is a deal. Um or a series of deals that I'm trying to get to now. You know, I'm I'm in the I'm in the multifamily space now. I'm trying to work my way up to get into the heavy commercial space now um, in the next 2 years. That's my goal. I want to try to buy like a 50 to 80 unit complex. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's like a, you know, all in one shot one one, you know, one big building and I could just manage. Um, but that's my goal right now. Um, and I'm working hard towards that to kind of get to that, get to that level. But, uh, you know, that, you know, there's always a, a dream deal every day, as long as the numbers work, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's profitable, you know, it's a good deal. Some, sometimes dream deals are shitty deals, but those, mm-hmm. those, those result from them teaching you something that you can use toward the next deal to turn that one into a home run, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not going to go through. You're not going to go through those experiences um, unless you take those adverse times. It, again, it, it comes with it. You know, everyone wants the great relationship where no one argues. But that's BS. You know, you and I both know. True that. Um, you know, you know yeah. that's, that's the I smile look on that. But yeah, there, there definitely are. Um, there's a ne- next level I'm trying to get to now. Um, but where I am right now, I'm very comfortable. And uh, I'm very confident in what my abilities are and what I'm, I'm capable to do. Um, you know, obviously we're we're in some you know uh, borderline tumultuous times, but we don't know yet um, how things are going to hash out in the next two years. But um, there's someone great always says that when people are starting to pull back, that's when you jump in, and when everyone is jumping in, that's when you pull back. You know, I remember, you know, my, like a couple of buddies of mine, oh, you got to get into crypto. You got to get into crypto. I said, but what is it? Oh, you got to do it. You got to do it. But what is it? <laughs> oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. Oh, crypto is at uh, $60,000. Oh, you know, you should have jumped in. And then two weeks ago now, all those crypto guys are slaughtered. Yeah. And again, it goes back to if I can't touch it and put my hand on it, I don't invest in it. It ain't real true no it's just not real you know you can't you can't tell me like i understand the concept of the cryptocurrency and the flexibility it it allows going abroad and you know being able to walk around with 40 million dollars in your pocket you obviously can't carry 40 million dollars through a tsa line so i understand the thought process of it and the freedom it gives you for a new age of currency but right now volatile man it's volatile it's very extremely volatile i don't i don't i don't like it it doesn't make me feel comfortable yeah no it's it's um you know everything has its pros and cons right Mm -hmm. i learned i learned a valuable lesson about 12 years ago i have have a friend i'm not gonna put him on put him on blast here but i have a good friend i used to work for a uh for a prominent um investment company right and 
you remember when the event event horizon thing happened when that um platform exploded in the gulf a few years ago they yeah, were yeah, yeah, yeah 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 right? yeah yeah on the bp thing it was on oh. on bp so my man said listen i was still in jersey at the time he's like listen um real cool dude i was managing a building up in, in inglewood and he was like hey um you got some disposable income I have a deal that you could come in on with, with a you know, couple of my friends. And I'm like, depends on what it is. He said, well, all right, we're going to be in the city. Um, I'm invite you out to the, um, the sit down and, you know, we could see if we can get you in. So I, you know, I get ready to go over there. I go there. They, they had a restaurant. They rented out like half of the restaurant. So it was like a private seating, sat down with a couple of dudes and, you know, we chopping it up and they bring out their, prospectus and it was the bp spill and i was like wait a minute like y'all about to invest in the bp spill it's just hemorrhaging like millions of barrels of oil like every day like it's, this is this is out of control and he's like but um but there's an opportunity here and i'm like ignorant i'm like you know what uh, I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give a hard pass i'm done and i left i left and went to go see somebody whatever it was pork right yeah pork and beans <laughs> so a few so a few uh a few months after that i run into my man and he was like hey uh i'm going to pay the guys out the first the first installment from the deal and i said like, what do you mean like y'all making money he's like yeah i said how y'all making money that um the bp thing was it was crazy he was like you didn't wait to listen to what i had to pitch and i'm like what did you pitch he was like it wasn't the bp thing man it was the cleanup it was Correct. the fucking that's what i was thinking yeah it was all of the 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 services that were going to be there you know the the toiletries um the waste management the the trucks to do the the hauling out the oil like the skimmers all of that and i'm like damn he said yeah he said i asked you twice let's like hear me out but you you know i'm not gonna force paper on you <laughs> and now i'm like well how, how can i get in he was like can't get in now we already so we already going yeah and i'm like yo for real he's like no 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 he's like you know chalked it up as a loss all right and he was only asking for about maybe 10 racks like ten thousand dollars man and they turned like his some of them cats got out 50 60 000 on the first payout wow right on the first payout on the first payout yeah they was going and he was like we're gonna be eating for a couple of years with this mm -hmm. man tell me about getting in my car tight <laughs> i'm wow. tight I'm tight, but I learned. I was like, you know what? Listen to what the pitch is before you say no. Get all the facts, get all the details, get all the you know, get all the get all everything you need to understand the risk or understand what's at stake, and then say, hey, you know what? Nah, I I'll pass. I I just said I just saw BP spill, I'm crazy out. chaos. I'm out, I'm out. He, and he's like, all right, well then you out. I'll cash you out. <laughs> But I, I learned, I learned a lesson, man. I, you know, and it's one of those things where, like I always say, you know, you learn the hard way. You know, we're both Caribbean cats. You know, you learn the hard way. If you not, if you don't, if you don't want to hear, you're going to feel, you know, right. you're going to learn a hard, you're going to learn a hard damn way about things in life. Correct. Correct, my man. Correct. Correct. So everyone has a number, right? Everyone has a number. And we'll close off with this. A number meaning like, is there a, is there a ticking clock for you? Meaning, is there a number you want to reach that's comfortable for you to live? And say, so, you know what? I'm not going to keep pursuing a lot of deals. I'm just going to lavish on the ones that I got. Or is it like, you know what? I'm going to keep going until I just kill all whales. I'm just I'm just going to 
it's all big deals at this point like when do you think that you want to you want to um live comfortably and stop um i think for me um life doesn't start until you until you're making 20 grand a month passively 20 okay and uh i'm trying to first get to 20 so my life can start and then i want to try to get to 20 and 20 for my kids so their lives can start okay so it's i gotta be doing at least 60 to 80 grand a month that's my goals um but that's just like a target that's not the end goal my i don't i think i don't ever want to stop even I, i'll just want to work smarter you know just develop more systems so i could back out and and do a little bit more enjoying of life i don't want it to consume me because it has right now but uh I'm doing it now for my for, for the generational wealth. I want my kids to experience life on a whole different level than I've experienced life. You know, they it's true what they say, you know, strong weak men create strong no, strong men create weak good times, good times create weak men. Yeah. And um I want to make sure that I set my kids up and teach them about the hot water like your dad did um but i want to make sure that they're they're kind of given a leg up because we we all know um in society it's about your personal relationships and the people who you know and if i can put my kids in a position or in the right circumstances where they come to rub shoulders with the right people i've done my job and the only way that happens it's not going to happen with them going to community college you know Mm-hmm. Like they have to be in the neighborhoods with the judges, the senators, and the CEOs in those neighborhoods. So I have to make sure that when I when I relocate, I relocate my kids to be rubbing shoulders with those type of individuals. And there's a cost, there's a premium for that um, that has to be paid. But the repayment for me is being able to have my children um, get those legs up. Because um, you look at the Trump kids. You know, people poo-poo that guy, but, you know, you look at the Trump kids, they're able to run with their father's legacy. That's what you want. You know, you you know, you know, want your kids to take the family business and and, and turn it onto another level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's extremely important, especially for us as, you know, young black guys out here, um, not to play the, you know, not to play the race car like an ace of spades, but at the end of the day, um, we don't have enough real uh, teachers teaching us um, how to get to the next level and what we should do when we're at that level. Mm-hmm. You know, there's too many of us who walk around like today. I was at I was going to a doctor's appointment. I saw this old man. He's got to be like in his 60s. The dude had a fitted hat on, a jersey, like like he thought it was 1990, my man. <laughs> like like he was looking like an extra out of a ludicrous video. And I'm saying to myself, like, like this is the reason why our, you know, our people and our society have such great pitfalls is because we don't have real teachers, people that can, you know, that really, you know, that really look up people to really look up to. You know, we got these mm-hmm. fake teachers like these rappers or these fake teachers like all these drug dealers in the neighborhood um, who are misleading people and not truly giving people the the real you know the real the real manual you know what i'm saying yeah you know <laughs> there was um my first introduction to real estate residential real estate um my 
like my first day on the job, bro. My first day on the job. I'll never forget this. So I worked for Ashanti 21 and they had a mentorship program. So they would they would hook you up with a, a seasoned agent and they would kind of show you the ropes and talk to you about, you know, how to how to work your business. Because again, this is before like social media and all of that. Like this is like early 2000s, late 1990s. So like 97, 98 ish, I think it was. So dude said to me, Hey man, you know, nice to meet you. My name is Bernard or Bernie, whatever. Call me, call me whatever. And he goes, uh, wear a black suit tomorrow. All right, cool. Show up to work, 9 a.m. whatever, black suit on. We go get a coffee. Uh, he not really saying much. And then we go to two fucking funerals on the same day. We go to two few we go to one like at like eleven o'clock and then one like at one o'clock. Two funerals. I'm like, so in both funerals i didn't see like i'm sitting there he he gets up and walks away somewhere and i'm like i'm sitting there whatever and he comes back and then we go to the second funeral so i'm like the fuck is going on so we're in the car and i'm like hey um so we go to two funerals you have two people that you know that die in the same you know same week that's that's kind of sad he goes nah man i don't know them people i said so why was we there he's like well i'm working i was like you working He's like, yeah, when, when I got up to go to the casket to the people, I car flipped the lady. I said, yo, man, that's that's kind of callous, man. You just car flipped it with the coffin right there. He was like, yeah. He was like, you want to eat or, or or no? Right? Dude was like a top producer. Like, doing. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you you heard me right. He flipped, like, he walks up, hey, um, sorry for your loss. You know, my condolences. When you're looking to settle the estate, give me a call car flipper right there damn brutal bro cold right? <laughs> yeah. cold blooded but i'm like <laughs> i'm like you know what this dude was you know i mean it was it was callous in my mind but it was tactful and he said he, he got a lot of business and then he would tell me that he's like you know what when things are slow i work the obituary columns i'm like what what do you mean he's like i'm working the funeral circuit like you know i know people passed away I, I hit them up and be like hey i know that it's a tough time for you but obviously you want to settle any real estate matters you know i'm here for you and he'll he, that was his technique and i'll never forget that because he was like he was like you know what if you don't want to do it it's fine but this is how i eat and and i remember seeing training day like years and years and years later and i'm like that was the scene of alonzo and dude in the car and he was just talking and i was like damn dude Dude's telling me basically like, yo, you want to eat? I know. It's your first day. It's your first day. It's you know, you're not ready. Day. Yeah. But I would never forget that because, again, he was just showing me like, you know, in, in an extreme way. Like, listen, man, if you want it, it's out there. You just, you just got to go get it. You know, you got to go about any way you can to get it. And I'm like, all right. Well, you know, I don't know if I got the heart to do that, but I want to eat too. And he goes, yeah, you know, this is what this is what it is. This is what it is. Yeah, it's I think like that's cold, but I understand exactly where it is because unfortunately there is a it has to happen. And you know, something you know, you'd be surprised when it's fresh, that's when people want to talk about money and this and that. Yo, what's gonna happen with this? Oh, what's I'm supposed to get my I'm supposed to get this. I need yeah. to get that. Yep. Yeah, that. you gotta settle the estate. You gotta settle the estate. Well, my pops pass, I learned the true art of salesmanship bro right we mm -hmm. grieving 
Pops, Pops ain't even cold yet. And the funeral director is hitting us up with all the charges for the funeral. Like, yo, know, the casket, cast is gonna be a mahogany, such as all you could do a pearl white. I'm like, does it matter? It's going in the ground, right? He's like, Yeah, but you wanna see? I'm like, yo, because the insurance company's cutting the check, so they just racking up charges, like, yo, the flowers are gonna be. I'm like, he's like, put a GPS on this. Yeah, and 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 the hardcore thing about it is that I had to think about it. I'm like, wow, like you this is where you're most vulnerable because you're like you you like well don't you want him to have a good send-off oh my god yeah so so i realized like you well, said it you? had it had to be done it had to be and i'm like wow you know you know it, it's kind of like if you don't do these things then you don't love your loved one like oh you don't oh you don't think he deserves that you know and i'm like wow this is this is bananas but then i realized that those people they're they're tailor-made they're built for that kind of business they're built that that is a recession proof business bro it's always a body coming in oh and it's an and it's enough to go around where they're they not worrying about hey it's a it's a one across the street too no they're like well you know we'll just keep getting ours you keep getting yours Yo. and i have to realize that i was like wow that's 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 amazing that these people can sell on this type of duress they trying to be tactful but they're telling you hey it's gonna cost 40 G's put them down. Let me let me tell you, when I was young, I wanted to be a mortician because I always thought wow. I was at a job. That's how crazy I was back then. Um, but I didn't have the math skills to, to or the afford the the, the 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 educational fortitude to to, to to deal with that. But um I tell you a funny story um similar to when I remember when my mom passed mm. and um my dad had to be driven home because he was like, you know, he was beside himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like he had this 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 dude he was working with, another laborer. His name was Willie. Willie looked like fucking he he looked like Guile from Street Fighter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean? That's how I remember this dude. Like yeah. flat top. You know, like 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 a Negro flat top, a real joint. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and I remember him coming in looking at me. And, you know, he stretched his hand out to shake my hand. And I, you know, we worked on a couple projects. So I, I know him. And he was like, you know, James, man, you know, this is the time when you're going to find out who your friends are. And I just rem recall that moment every time when sh real shit is happening, when there are real adversities in life, you find out who your friends are. Mm -hmm. And when you find out, you have to believe them believe them and keep them where they need to be if they need to continue to be by your side they're by your side if they don't get rid of them and move on and that was one of the first times that uh i had to really like make decisions on who's gonna get a chance to be in my life and and who and who doesn't you know mm -hmm. like uh you know when things when when things are like really really at its worst man you find out so much about yourself oh yeah you hunger know? is the best teacher hunger a broken heart best oh, teachers man best, best teachers. teachers best you know and like you know sometimes you know you have it in your head like yeah i'm gonna be this way but then you're like nah when it really hit the fan you're like yep you know and it and, and honestly it helps build so much confidence because it's like it's like damn i could go through all that and i could still persevere so you don't want to stop Nah. You know, and it gives you the fuel to keep going. Nah. You know, like you know, you hear so many. There's so many, you know, single mothers out there who uh, 
you know, oh, he left me and I had to do it by myself. And, you know, that's their, that's their drive. That's their, you know, that's their up, that's their adversity, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but again, you know, like you find out so much about yourself when times are so tough and like, you know, like you feel like the world's closing in on you and you getting chased down and gunned down every turn, but you Mm -hmm. gotta persevere. You know, one of my boys, you know, I remember I had a crib in foreclosure, my first house. I almost lost it to foreclosure. <laughs> I remember, you know, I'm fucking freaking out and I'm talking to my boy and he's like, he's my best friend to this day. We actually started another company together. Mm-hmm. And um, he looked at me, he was like, bro, it's not cancer. You ain't dying. And I just remembered that like, all right, stupid. Yeah. You're kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. It's not, yeah. it's not cancer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, People just get caught up and not realizing that um, that adversity is a great thing. Nah, you know? it, it definitely is. It definitely is. My my daughter, shout out to Naya. Happy uh, happy birthday, babe. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. She turned 28 today. 28, man. What? Yeah, 28, bro. Oh, Crazy. My God. Crazy, right? Um, she she <laughs> she ran track in high school and she had a race one time. She trained, trained hard for this meet. And she came in second and I'm happy. I'm like, ah, you know, proud pop shit. And I go up to her and she's like, she got the mad face. She's tight. And I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, I came in second. I'm like, yeah, that's good. She goes, second place is first place for losers. I had no clap back. I was like, wow. She's like, I trained, I worked hard, right? But that person outworked me. I did something. I did something in my preparation where they outworked me. I said, "Well, babe, always gonna be somebody better." She's like, "Yeah, but I want to be that better that they talking about." And I was like, "Damn, bro, I I need to reassess how I look at certain things because yeah, yeah. there's certain there's certain there's, there's there's this thing that I've been told right that you're like your name is being talked about in rooms you ain't even got into yet, right?" I always talk about that. I, anybody I come into contact with, when they they down and out, they they talking about negative shit. I'm like, yo, your name is in rooms right now, talking, being talked about that you ain't even got into yet. Like you gonna you gonna go into a room and they gonna know who you are, right? And I'm looking at every situation where you it's a win or lose, but I'm like, how bad do you want to win? You know, within the confines of playing the game correctly. You know, what I'm saying I, I'm not about the cheating and cutting corners and all that. I'm about hey. I want to win and I want to win the right way. And, you know, my dad used to always say that, you know, we, we training on something and he's, you know, I'm complaining. He's like, why, why are you complaining? You're, he's like, your opponent did it already. They done, they back in bed and you out here telling me you don't want to do this. Then, then why am I out here with you? Like mm-hmm. you got me invested in your dream and you don't even want it. I want it more than you want it. I'm writing that down. <laughs> What's that? You know how much free game? free game i i got man and i i didn't realize i didn't realize till i got older that, that i was getting free game and i'm like damn you know you know people you know people get invested in in, in things more than you know if your daughter your son said hey i want to do this that and you you the one getting up at four in the morning to get them out and all the and they hot dog you like yo this is yours like you asked me to do this you asked yeah. me to come out i'm like i'm coming out here like it's mine it's yours. I'm coming out like I'm like, bro. Nah, man. Until you really want this, don't wake me up for this bullshit. And that's real, man. That's that's in everything, every facet of life. That is it, you know. 
that every facet of life that is it. and in the business that is it like like listen i need you to do this i need i need to do that you know if you need any help for me to do that then let me know don't wait till we're ready to to come up on a deliverable and you're like yo i didn't i didn't get to that james i, I forgot about it you're like yo you could have told me like two days ago and i would have pivoted and helped you do that correct you know everybody has to play a part and when when money's on the line and 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 all of that there ain't too many like, yo i'm sorry man i'm sorry man i'm sorry i'm like you know what all right if i could buy you out you out the deal and i'm gonna I'm move without you on it and you know no no harm no foul it is what it is man it is what it is it's yeah, crazy it's just, but like uh i wrote that down what you said because it sparked something um you know you wanted more than the people than they, you wanted more than the people who should want it yeah and like i started to i started to 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 that's my dog going crazy i started to believe that there's so many times and that's and that's another reason why i kind of tend to cut people off and get people get rid of people because i'm not a halfway person like when i fuck with you i fuck with you a hundred percent when i love someone i love them a hundred percent so there's no fake for me there's no middle ground there's no gray area it's black or white and um so many times people ask me for help and when they ask me for help i stop and i'm i'm stopping my mission which i don't do it anymore it used to stop my mission to go out of my way to help someone else and then come to find out they don't want it as much as you want it for them and it's a great point because so many times again this is the reason why you got to drop that dead weight the people who are not carrying um their their own their weight because most people don't want it as much as they say they want it where's the sacrifice where's the you know you know do it right now like get on it like your own research your blood sweat your you know it, it's got to you have to be obsessed and um but just you know people in general man um it's true what they say. Like you know, you're you're a reflection of the five people you hang around with. You hang around five bums, you're gonna be six bum. You hang around five studs, you're gonna be the sixth stud. You know, if you hang around five rich people, you're gonna be the sixth person because the conversation is different. Mm -hmm. The the vibe is different. The energy is different. You know, the thought process is so different. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you always want to be the dumbest person in the room. True that. You know, yeah, like I, 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 some. There's so many times I'm in the room and I'm just like a kid. Like I'm, I'm like, oh really? And sometimes mentors don't have to be older than you. Sometimes you run into someone who's younger, but they're just enlightened. Their life experience and who and who they've been exposed to warrant them to be speaking the way they're speaking. You know. True that. You know, like a lot of a lot of times, you know, we dismiss younger folks. Cause I'm 41, but we dismiss um, younger folks as just like you know, wet behind the ears and you know, Similac. And it's just not the case so many times, you know. But there's many times where people just young and and just very naive and they think they know the world. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who's actually been seasoned the right way. And uh, you know, again, mentors can come from anywhere. You know, it doesn't. You know, but everyone needs mentors because, you know, you need someone to look at you and say, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, yeah. I've been through this. You know, there's another side to it. Keep going. You know, so 
you know it's it's it's, it's this whole entrepreneur work hard it's a big thing and uh you know it takes sometimes it takes the life out of you man you know no, you know it's 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 one of those things man it's it's if you if you commit to it if you committed to it then, then it is i i always say this right and then we're gonna close off i always say this everybody in america not the world just speaking for america you should work a year on commission like everything you do you need to you need to earn money like it, it's 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 not a paycheck waiting every two weeks for you or every month for you it's like yo if you don't work this week you don't get paid this week because when you have to really grind and there's no there's no other motivation other than like yo if i don't work i don't eat there's no point to it there's no there's no point to somebody giving you something you know what i'm saying nobody owes you anything bro nobody don't owe you to walk up to you and just give you something nah you gotta earn it yeah you gotta earn you gotta earn someone's respect you gotta earn someone's friendship you gotta earn someone's you know like you said you know and it's something i wrote down is that you know well i, I wrote it down but i kind of flipped it into like you get tickets to my life some people get tickets to the front row some people get tickets to the nosebleeds you know what i'm saying where where do you want to sit in my life in front row with me or you want to sit in the nosebleeds and watch me do this shit from afar wow you know wow wow man. yeah we get ticket you get tickets man you get tickets some people you know the access that some people get man it's like yeah nah you know if i if i know if i meet 10 of your friends i can guarantee you i get 10 versions of you because one person would be like, oh, I never knew dude was like that. Or, or yeah, yeah, nah, do you know that he was? And I'm like, wow. But then number two, number four, number seven don't know that about you. Because they don't have the access that another person has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody, cool. everybody everybody, has a different level of access to. And and they should. They should have a different level of access. Not, not everyone gets the front row. Nah, nah. Yeah. You, you came late to the party, man. Get to the nosebleeds. <laughs> Watch mm -hmm. it from the nosebleeds. You know, Yo, earn your way, earn your way down to the front. You know, it's crazy. Like, you know, I wrote that down, access to you. Not everyone deserves that, my man. Nah. And, oh. some, and sometimes people lose the ability to get access to you because like, like, you know, again, I'm on <laughs> talk shit, but I'm helpful. There's people that I know, there's things that I do. I'm always, you know, I'm an, I'm an asset. You know, I bring something to the table. Someone could be having an issue and they'll pick up the phone and I'll have a solution. Whether I can solve it, tell them how to solve it, or I know who to go to to get it solved right on the spot. It could be four in the morning. I've had circumstances where, you know, I had no heat at four in the morning. I could call someone at four in the morning. They'll get out of their bed for me at four in the morning to resolve a problem. That's because you work hard and you foster relationships and you put money in people's pockets. You know what that is? You watch Pulp Fiction, that's the wolf. Yeah. Harvey Cartel's character, calling the wolf. <laughs> calling the wolf, bro. And the funny thing is, it's crazy because when you cut people off and they no longer have that access to those problem solving, you an asshole, you ain't shit, you ain't this. Yes, guys, I'm all that. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, access is it's crazy, man. You're right about that. People, yeah. if people need to learn, lose that because that's when they realize, like, damn, you you could have solved that. You know, you know what? Like, and this is this is something I do. This everyone has a little asshole in them, and you know, I got my moments. Like, there's some people that just get a text from me, 
We never speak. It's a text. And the text might be limited. Like, it might be just a couple words back. Like, yo, yeah, I got you. And then some people get the care. Like, I write a whole paragraph or something like that. Or some people get a phone call. But I, I believe in in certain types of services. Like, if you do something for me that's great, I'm going to go out to Target or Office Max or Staples or whatever is out there. I'm going to get some stationery and write you a handwritten note in my fucked up handwriting. Write you a handwritten note. Because some people deserve, like, you know what? I'm not going to send an email or a text. I'm like, yo, James, thank you for doing that for me. Handwritten note on stationery in the mail with posters on it, right? Not, not everybody gets that. Not everybody gets that. Not everybody gets, like, when you're dating somebody, not everybody gets tablecloth. I, I hate to say that. I, I hate to say that kind of, I hate to say that kind of like that, but mm-hmm. not everybody gets tablecloth. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's just me. You know, yeah. if you, if you, if we hitting it like that and, 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 and we're cool on all cylinders and, you know, yeah, we can do that. But you might be snack box for a little bit, getting a yeah. snack box, you know, and it is what it is. It's just, you know, that's my asshole moment. And, nah, ain't no wrong and, with that moment. and that's it, man. Hey, it was great having you on, bro. I, I really appreciate taking the time out to put this together. It was a um experience. I hope to have you on again. Um, and kind of make it a regular situation where we check in with you and see how things are going. And if you can provide some um some insight to young entrepreneurs that I have uh in my circle that listen and things like that. I had I had a young man on uh a few months ago that talked about just being in business, how to set up an LLC, how to set up that um, uh, situation. Because a lot of people don't know that they got a business, but they got their personal account and they're putting their business money and their personal money together. And then when you got to fix equipment and you got to fix something, you got your personal, your rent money's in there with it. And you can't, yeah, it's crazy. can't do shit because you don't have a business account. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You're not in business. You're not a yeah, business. It's money, bro. money, it's money. It's little money. It's crazy, bro. But thank you so much. I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, there's so many stories that I got to tell, and uh, that I have to share because people need to know. And I don't get the opportunity to talk to people as much as I should. Um, you know, my circle is very small, um, but I enjoy um, talking to you and you know your listeners because uh, people need to know that uh, that things are temporary. And if you have a goal in mind, you have to continue to fight. People need to know that, you know, and people need to hear from people who have been on the good side, the bad side in the middle and uh, how to persevere to get through that. And everyone needs hopefully someone heard me today and, and, you know, decide to take it to the next level or continue to continue to fight. That's what's up. Yeah. If there's no more wars, then there's no soldiers that are needed. Correct. You know, Correct. I always, always, always remember that coming up that you got to, you know, can't fight a war with no soldiers. So it is what it is, man. But um, the opinions and viewpoints expressed on the manual are those of Cleve Wason and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The manual is exclusively owned by Cleve Wason and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.